podcast about Batman, and today I have a guest, my co-worker, Jay. Say hi, Jay. Hi, I'm here. Uh, this is our second time doing this because uh, I tried to record the last Discord call and um, I don't understand OBS and OBS is not working for me correctly, so I'm having Jay record this for me. Basically, I had a whole hour-long conversation last night, and then you just you hear one side of the conversation. But it is, it is what it is. So, um, hopefully we won't ramble as much as we did last night. So, um, Jay, how'd you get back into Batman? Uh, it was a combination of things. I have a friend who's really into Batman, uh, Finding like old like, like shows and stuff and remembering old shows, but then also Katie, you, you help me a lot. Get like just like talking about Batman, just in general has really helped me want to like get back into it. Like I ordered uh, one of your favorite stories as you told me um, the other night, but uh, there's also um, the new movie hype. That's what got me back into Batman. Um, because I've loved Batman since I was, like, a kid, and it was always kind of a background interest, and then, like, the specific one that got me back into it was, um, they dropped the, the funeral scene into YouTube as, like, promo, and I was like, oh, this is gonna be good, and it sure was. Um, but that, that's going to be our last question, is about the new movie, because um, we've done this at work, we did this last night, uh, we could talk for hours about the new movie. So, so um, yes, we got to get the uh, favorites list out of the way. Favorite cartoon, favorite story, and like, favorite villain. Yeah, so, for me... Um, first real Batman story I ever did anything with was either one of the the shows, and then also um, the Batman game Arkham City, which I still love to death. I think it, it, for me it's one of my favorite just because of how it deals with like the psychological warfare of Joker and Batman, and how Joker has really taken effect on Batman. Um, but I also really love, um, the, the comics that I have is I've got three different books. I've got Harleen, The Killing Joke, and, um, Arkham Asylum, a straight house for, or is, was it, a serious house on serious earth. Um, and I'm getting the long Halloween in the next two days, is the time of this recording. And the long Halloween is my favorite. I don't know. It was like the first one that I got to fully read. Very good. Tim Sale art is amazing. Uh, it's not without its flaws, but it's my favorite. I think it's very telling that like Dark Knight and the new movie both draw like heavy inspiration from it. It's it's one of those things where it's like I the fact that you told me about it, it was like okay, cool. I want to read it. But then I also want to watch the movie because I like formed my own opinion because I did that with the Killing Joke. And the book is definitely better. There's a lot of problems with that movie. 
Killing Joke, yeah. On Halloween made some choices in adaptation. I don't love all of them, but I t honestly the thing that brings Long Halloween down for me is the animation, because the animation is very stiff. I've seen some pretty stiff animation, don't worry. It won't be as bad as some of the stuff that I've seen. So, uh, cartoon. Uh, the Batman cartoon from 2003 will always be my favorite Batman show, no matter how good the animated series and how much I actually really do love watching the animated series. The, the, the Batman from 2003 was my childhood, and I just love that show to death. I had a good amount of toys from it. I loved so much of it. Just a very good show in general, and especially the first two seasons. Um, but then also, like, my favorite Batman movie isn't even any of the live-action movies. It's probably the Return of the Joker. Return of the Joker is so good. It, it's one of those where it's like, Batman Beyond had so much potential and it never quite reached it. And then you have this and you're like, why why weren't we getting this? And the answer is it's because nobody knew what the hell to do with Batman Beyond. Yeah. Batman Beyond was a good show though. I really do enjoy it. But yeah, the Batman has probably one of my favorite interpretations of a villain and one of my favorite villains at least when it comes to that show was Clayface how they did Clayface a lot as you said before he's, he's basically Harvey Dent how they did Harvey Dent is they how they did Clayface in this one but like it was such a good way of doing it like it, it, it really felt like Bruce Wayne's friend who's also hunting Batman who ends up becoming one of Batman's like I would say greatest villains, but, like, someone who, like, knew a... One of his most tragic villains. Yeah. Um, as for my, my opinion on, like, the quote-unquote best cartoon, um, it's obviously gonna be Batman the Animated Series, you know, it was the first that I really saw. However, notable contender be, uh, Batman the Brave and the Bold, which is the one that I grew up with. Now, this is not like a gap in age, in, for reference. For reference, I'm, I'm two years older than you, so it's like, I grew up primarily watching like Disney Channel, and for whatever reason, Jetflix, before it Jetix, became Disney Jetix, XD. Jetix, 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 Jetix. They ran reruns. Yeah, they ran reruns of Batman the Animated Series a lot. So that was my exposure. And then um, Boomerang had reruns of Justice League and The Batman. But I primarily grew up with Batman the Animated Series. And it's because of Batman the Animated Series that I love my all time favorite villain. Uh, he's my Discord icon. Uh, I have... Talk about him way too much. I do. Um, 
talking about the Batman. Batman, that's such an interesting take. I wish you wore pants. I should cosplay as Riddler at some point. The sad thing is, um, the, the Riddler I resemble the most is probably one of my least favorite interpretations of him. Guess we gotta talk about the new movie. Yeah, that's a good segue. It sure was. On one hand, Baldano is doing an amazing performance as Riddler in this. On the other hand, I don't love what they did with the character. I think they did a fine job with it. Uh, I think the problem is how they executed some of the parts. Like, I don't want to get too into the weeds or too into spoilers. Like, this film is really, really good. And, like, everyone is bringing out A-game work. But I have to say... The best part, or the best character in that, which we both agree on. Colin Farrell's Penguin is really good. He is having... He's the best part of the movie. He's also the part that you could probably, like... Yeah, like, the problem with the Batman is it's three hours long. In order to make it shorter, you would have to, like, completely rewrite, like, the middle of the movie. And, like, on one hand, you would lose so much character development if you, like, cut out the middle of that movie, but at the same time, it's like they elongated this plot. But I still, the, probably the, the other part that could be put out the most, which is spoilers, was there's a part that they really could have cut out, like, most of, like, like, a good amount of, and make the movie flow a little bit better. So this, like, the ending goes on for too long as well. Yeah, and there's a few, and there's one part that was just, like, oh boy. I don't know if we're thinking about the same part, but I was thinking, like, on one hand, I do really like the ending part with, um, Eddie and, um, unnamed Arkham patient, but on the other hand, I'm a little bit like, come on, we don't need this. Yeah, people can find on YouTube. Yeah, that is true. That is true, it is the Joker. And they deleted that scene. They did post it on YouTube. Um, it's a good thing that they did because it reveals like way too much of the plot. It's like, it, feel, it feels a little bit like we have to include Joker because if we don't include Joker, somebody's gonna say something about it. And to me, it's just not necessary. Yeah, no, it was, it was, it was part of the movie that, like, it gave context to some parts, but it revealed way too much. But I really like the interaction at the very end between him and Eddie. I really liked that scene. And, if, and since, like, in the movie proper, they just left it at that, it was fine. But you also could have had him not be, like, the Joker. You could have had him as... You know, literally anybody else. Kite man. Plastic man. Oh, Plastic man would be a little too silly for this, but I think Beckham Reeves can make it work. I mean, when he was talking about sequels, he talked about um, 
Perhaps doing this for free. I'd like to see that. Yeah, again, we, we, we both have pretty pretty big opinions on this movie. There's a good, and, and it was a very good movie. I'd recommend seeing it probably only once. But, like, one of the big things that this film is, like, just on the side of PG-13. Yeah. Like, as in, you can tell they were deliberately holding back because they knew they could not get this film an R. Yeah. R-rated superhero movies don't do well. Uh, Deadpool did pretty good. Deadpool's exception to the rule. I guess we could talk about the intro to the movie, too, because the intro is on YouTube, like the first 15 minutes of the movie, HBO Max put on YouTube. The beginning is well executed, it's intense. It is very good. The way that Riddler takes down his first victim, the way that we first meet Batman, both done extraordinarily well. My only thing is, again, this is just a thing for the film in general, is that like the Batman sequence I feel like drags on just a little too long, but on the whole, like the Batman is extraordinarily good. Um, thank you for agreeing to do this interview with me, Jay. Again. And, uh, I'll see you next week. And to um, my classmates, I you you will hear from me again. In the next episode, we're probably going to ramble for, uh, ramble and have to cut it down to five minutes about, like, things like the audio adventures and, uh, why Batman is awesome. But until then, goodbye.